You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast, just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style, and we bring it to you Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Well, it is the 25th day of January, and we got some announcements because tomorrow night we will be uh, gathering with the youth at the Christian Community Center. And that's going to be tomorrow from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Keep that in mind. Also, January the 28th, that's this Sunday, going to be a hot chocolate Sunday. That's right. January 28th after church service, join us and enjoy a hot chocolate bar in the dining room. Get your name in the drawing for a hot chocolate gift basket. And then Section 3 Rally, Friday, February the 2nd at 7.30 p.m. And Grayson UPC, that'll be at Grayson UPC, Grayson, Kentucky. Also, the men's meeting will be first Monday of the month, Friday. That'll be Friday the 5th, or February the 5th, I should say, at 6 p.m., um, let's see what else we got. We got KYC coming up. 
Friday through Saturday, February the 16th and 17th, Northeast Christian Church in Lexington, Kentucky. Guest speaker, Josh Carson. We also have the Section 3 Conference coming up February the 22nd and 23rd. And uh, also this Saturday and Sunday, if you happen to be in the Charleston, West Virginia area, uh, I will be at... uh, at the Charleston, um, in the Charleston area, I should say, uh, which is going to be a great time of uh, fellowship with Brother James Chesser. I'll be preaching there at Keystone Apostolic Church in Charleston, West Virginia, Saturday night at 7 and Sunday at 11. So keep that in mind going to have a great time, so come on out and be with us. And if you can't go, be sure to attend the home services, uh, 10 o'clock CAC Sunday School, 11 o'clock church service, and then 2 o'clock Sunday service. So keep that in mind. Also, uh, we'd like to give you our prayer requests. And our prayer requests, as you see them scroll across the screen, uh, we uh, we want to go to... Uh, the last five, and we're going to uh, mention those. So here we go. Alan Bradshaw, Cordelia Vogel, Skyla Charles, Marion Sanders, and Logan Stiltner. Let's remember all of these in prayer. And all of those scrolling across your screen, we want you to be praying for those because they need a touch and uh only you can uh, pray for them, and uh, people can pray for them, but only the Lord can heal them and make provision for them. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open the broadcast today. Lord, we come before your presence, and we're thankful that you have allowed us to be gathered here today on this Thursday. We thank we thank you, Lord, because you have given us health that we're able to be here. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we have gathered together with people all across the U.S. and around the world that we will lift up you and your name and proclaim that you are our Savior, our King, our Lord, and our healer. Everything we need, we find in you. I pray, Lord, that you would touch each and every one of these on the prayer list. pray that you would touch my brother, Lord, and give him healing in his body, that you would eradicate his body of that non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for all of those who are watching today, whether they need provision or whether they need healing. We know that you will supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory. Thank you, Lord, for this day and this broadcast and this platform that we're able to utilize that we can reach the world with your word. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, you know, I was uh, looking at the weather forecast uh, for today, and and then I thought, well, what's coming up? What are they predicting for the next 45 days into March? Um, And uh, it's amazing that there is no major snow predicted for our area uh, over the next, um, well, the next six, eight weeks. So, uh, yeah, we'll take that. And, uh, of course, uh, there is snow that will happen, but it's, it's like a brief snow. And then, uh, the weather jumps right back up. I'll show you what I'm talking about. As we look at the weather today, uh, today's high is going to be around 61. That's right. 61. Uh, we do have a weather alert, but it's only about fog. So uh, if you're out driving between, uh, uh, you know, 11.50 last night to 10 a.m. this morning, which is already past, you may have run into some fog. So uh, just be careful out there because the roads are wet. Rain is going to uh, be off and on all day long. In fact, for the next few days, going to be 61 for the high today. Looks like that... uh, Tomorrow, it's going to be 62. That's right. We'll take that, won't we? Yeah. And then on Saturday, 50. 
and 51, I should say. And then on Sunday, 50, and you notice a little bit of snow and rain at times in the afternoon. So that's going to go on over into Monday where the high is going to be 39. So you know as well as I do that if uh, the temperature is 39 degrees and it snows a little bit, it's just going to be uh, a little uh, dusting to an inch, nothing major. And then on Tuesday, look at there, sunshine and 45. So anything that did fall in the form of snow will be gone. Look at there, Wednesday, 51. Thursday, 56. Friday, that'll be the 2nd of February. Yeah, that's where we're looking at right now. 54 in rain. 56 on the 3rd of February and the 4th of February, 58. 54 on the 5th. And then look at there. We stay in the 50s. This is February weather right here. Go down into 42 there. Dip into a Saturday. That'd be the 10th of February. Have a little bit of ice in the morning, followed by periods of rain in the afternoon. So nothing major. And same thing with that uh, 11th day on Sunday, 46 for the high, 43, a little snow shower, uh, rain and, or snow. So uh, with those temperatures, it's probably going to be rain. And you you can look all the way through. This is going all the way through to uh, the 21st of, uh, of February. Nothing, staying in the 40s and 50s. So, yeah, we'll take all that, right? We'll take every bit of that because, after all, we have to because that's what the Lord has given us. But isn't it great to know that our winter here in East Kentucky is just about over? And so uh, looking at our our, uh, particular... Uh, area, we find that right here in East Kentucky, uh, there's rain all around us right now. There's nothing uh, that's going on. Uh, as we said, uh, you know, we got some rain and uh, it's going to be off and on for the next few days. But other than that, uh, we we just got this uh, period of of uh, rain that's around us, and we'll just have to take uh, whatever comes our way. And uh, we, if you notice the way that the, the rain is coming, it's coming kind of from the southwest. And uh, so some of this is going to go below us, the major of it is, and then some of it's going to go above us. It kind of splits when it gets to us. So, yeah, going to be... Uh, rain off and on for the next few days. When they first started predicting this, they were predicting that they would be uh, a lot of rain, that they would be up to maybe five or six inches of rain, even a foot of rain in some places. And that would have brought a lot of flooding and all of that. But it looks as if now they backed off from that. And of course, there's flooding going on in uh, other places in the country uh, that is north of us. Uh, but nothing going on. And of course, Texas is getting all sorts of rain and flooding going on in the Texas, Louisiana area, and uh, Mississippi down in the southern states. But we look to be pretty well okay. I hope you're doing okay today. Uh, We uh, are having our broadcast today. Uh, We didn't have church last night. We have a policy of no school in Pike County due to the weather no church, and they had uh, school called off, even though the roads was clear, our parking lot was clear. And I know that every now and then we get caught in that little area that we could have had church, uh, but uh, we called it off just to keep everybody from being confused because uh, I don't want people to be confused. I want people to understand when we're having church. So you can, I mean, I put it on so many things. I put it on Facebook. I put it on the church uh, answering machine. I put it on um, all sorts of emails I send out. Uh, So I have all sorts of ways that people uh, should be able to find out 
whether or not we're having service. But uh, anyway, um, we didn't have service last night, so hopefully we'll be back on schedule on Sunday. It seems like it's been a long time because I don't think we had service uh, Wednesday a week ago, Sunday, and then this Wednesday. Of course, uh, Wednesday a week ago and Sunday was due to uh, snow and ice. So uh, that's that's what we've been up against here in East Kentucky. But now looks like it's just going to be rain, going to be milder weather. And hopefully we'll have good weather so we can have some good church. And uh, when we get to church, not trying to just, you know, sit there and, and go through the motions. Because sometimes when you miss church, you get a little cold, you you grow a little uh, you know, laxed in your praise and worship, but I hope everybody is uh, arriving on Sunday to have some great church. And when I say great church, I mean worship and praise unto the Lord. If we lift the Lord up and the Lord shows up, we'll have some great church. Well, let's see if we can't jump right into our uh, birthdays. And, of course, uh, we have some birthdays that we need to... Uh, Wish everybody a happy birthday. And uh, my my nephew's wife, Jennifer Burden uh, Miller, we want to remember uh, her and wish her a happy birthday from all of us right here at CAC Daily ICAST. And, of course, um, we have Helen McCoy Stevens. And some of these folks, uh, you may find that they're already passed on, but uh, their Facebook page is still uh, there. So uh, that's why they're still on the list. And uh, of course, we want to remember Freddie Dotson, uh, Riri uh, Blankenship. And as I said, my sister, I mean, my nephews, <laughs> I wanted to say my sister-in-law, but she's not my sister-in-law. She's my niece-in-law. And uh, so we want to remember Jennifer in this birthday. Also, Boots Preston, 85 years old. Freddie Dotson, 70 years old. And, of course, Riri Blankenship. And there's Jennifer Miller. Let's uh, wish all of them a happy birthday. And uh, hope you have a good one. And uh, that way, you know, you get a little older. As old Tennessee Ernie Ford said, you get another day older and deeper in debt. <laughs> so there you go. And let's see if we can't jump right in and get our Bible reading. We're in 1 Chronicles chapter 15. 1 Chronicles chapter 15. And David made him houses in the city of David and prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched for it a tent. Then David said, None ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites. For them hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. And David gathered all Israel together to Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord unto his place, which he had prepared for it. And David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites. Of the sons of Kohath, Uriel the chief, and his brethren an hundred and twenty. Of the sons of Merari, Asaiah the chief, and his brethren, two hundred and twenty. Of the sons of Gershom, Joel the chief, and his brethren, an hundred and thirty. Of the sons of Elizaphan, Shemaiah the chief, and his brethren, two hundred. Of the sons of Hebron, Eliel the chief, and his brethren, fourscore. Of the sons of Uziel, Aminadab the chief, and his brethren, an hundred and twelve. And David called for Zadok and Abiathar, the priests, and for the Levites, for Uriel, Asahiah, and Joel, Shemaiah, and Eliel, and Aminadab, and said unto them, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren, that ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I have prepared for it. For because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. 
And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon, as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. And David spake to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers with instruments of music, psalteries and harps and cymbals sounding, by lifting up the voice with joy. So the Levites appointed Heman the son of Joel, and of his brethren Asaph the son of Berechiah, and of the sons of Merari their brethren, Ethan the son of Cushai. And with them their brethren of the second degree, Zechariah, Ben, and Jaaziel, and Shemiramoth, and Jehiel, and Unai, Eliab, and Benaiah, and Maaseah, and Mattathiah, and Eliphaleh, and Megniah, and Obed-Edom, and Jeiel the porters. So the singers Heman, Asaph, and Ethan were appointed to sound with cymbals of brass. And Zechariah, and Aziel, and Shemiramoth, and Jehiel, and Unai, and Eliab, and Maaseah, and Benaiah with psalteries on Alamoth. And Mattathiah, and Eliphalah, and Megniah, and Obed-Edom, and Jeiel, and Azaziah with harps on the Sheminith to excel. And Kenaniah, chief of the Levites, was for song. He instructed about the song because he was skillful. And Berechiah and Elkanah were doorkeepers for the ark. And Shebaniah and Jehoshaphat and Nathaniel and Amasai and Zechariah and Benaiah and Eliezer the priests did blow the trumpets before the ark of God. And Obed-Edom and Jehiah were doorkeepers for the ark. So David and the elders of Israel and the captains over thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the house of Obed-Edom with joy. And it came to pass, when God helped the Levites that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, that they offered seven bullocks and seven rams. And David was clothed with a robe of fine linen, and all the Levites that bear the ark and the singers, and Kenaniah the master of the song with the singers. David also had upon him an ephod of linen. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting and with sound of the cornet and with trumpets and with cymbals, making a noise with psalteries and harps. And it came to pass as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michael, the daughter of Saul, looking out at a window, saw King David dancing and playing, and she despised him in her heart. You know what? I got a notice in the mail uh, yesterday, and uh, it's from the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet in Frankfort, Kentucky. It's called Electric Hybrid Vehicle Electric Motorcycle Ownership Fee Notice. That's right, folks. You know, they're trying to push all these electric vehicles, and then they decide not only do you pay your 6% when you uh, of the value of the vehicle when you license it here in Kentucky, but you also have to pay a $60 hybrid. Um, let me, it's electric hybrid vehicle, electric motorcycle ownership fee notice <laughs> effective January the 1st, 2024 an ownership fee will be assessed for Kentucky registered electric vehicles, electric motorcycles, and hybrid vehicles. This fee is in addition to and separate from the motor vehicle tax and or the registration renewal fees usually owed during your birth month. You may pay both fees during a single visit to your county clerk, local county clerk, or you may pay the ownership fee online at evhvky.ky.gov. Bring this notice when paying at your county clerk's office. $60 fee. You know, to me, I, I'm ranting a little bit this morning, but to me, if you wanted to push electric vehicles and you wanted to push hybrid vehicles as your agenda, and we have a Democratic governor in Kentucky, and I know he's not totally, uh, you know, uh, in charge of this, that it had to be passed. Uh, through Congress and, and that, 
uh, Kentucky legislature, if you will. But uh, my vehicle is a 2009, and it has over 200,000 miles on it. And they're assessing, they're assessing a $60 fee just because it's a hybrid. And that's on top, you know, us here in Kentucky, we pay a 6% sales tax. And uh, when you, every time you license your vehicle, every year, you're not only going to pay for the license plate uh, and the clerk, uh, you know, fees, which is anywhere from 12 to whatever dollars, but you also have to pay 6% of the value of that vehicle. So sometimes when you go and register a new vehicle, you'll pay $500 or $400 or $600 every time you register. But on top of all of that, for all of us who own a 200,000 mile 2009 GMC Yukon hybrid, yeah, we got to pay $60 more. There you have it. It in life just keeps coming at you, you know, uh, it's the economy and, and, the and the cost of living and all of that is going out of sight. And then they decide to do that. Not only that, here's one more rant before I quit. Uh, the electric company, uh, Kentucky power, uh, wants to, uh, and is, and will raise our power bills again. I know. Let's give a boo. Boo to that. I'm going to move to Tennessee or somewhere where you don't pay all of this, these fees and stuff and see how it works out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No wonder people move to Florida. No sales tax in Florida. Um, no wonder people move to Tennessee. When you're last in your vehicle, you just pay for the tags, clerk fees. Um, no wonder people's moving from all of these Democratic-run states because it is uh, costing more money, more money, more money, more money. And, you know, uh, right now, I got to quit. I got to quit because it's 25 after the hour, so I got to quit. But... uh you know, right now that the um, the Kentucky Power is assessing all of us for tearing down a coal fire power plant, we're having to pay for that decommissioning. <laughs> I don't understand it. I'm just glad the Lord is providing me to be able to pay my power bill because it sure would be rough to make it without electricity. In the day we're living in. I couldn't do a broadcast like this. But let's uh, get away from all of our rant and raving and all of that. And let's just jump right into our um, our trivia question. Let's try to squeeze that in before we get into the teaching session. What time is it? i tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live links Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 2 p.m. on Mountain Top Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 on Mountain Top Media 
gmail.com. Well, today's trivia question. Who appointed Zedekiah as ruler over Judah? Who appointed Zedekiah as ruler over Judah? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Well, yesterday's trivia question was simply this. What did Leah hope would be the result of her bearing children to Jacob? And out of those that participated, looks like 100% of you got it correct. With the correct answer that he would love her. That's Genesis 29 verses 32 through 34. So 100% of you got it correct. Thank you for participating in yesterday's trivia question. And of course, you can get today's correct. And uh, who appointed Zedekiah as ruler over Judah? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, let's see if we can't squeeze just a few more things in here before we have our teaching session. We like to try to squeeze in 60 seconds with the pastor. If you have a minute, then you have time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Genesis 43, verses 8 and 9 says, And Judah said unto Israel his father, Send the lad with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and thou and also our little ones. I will be surety for him. Of my hand shalt thou require him. If I bring him not unto thee and set him before thee, then let me bear the blame forever. Judah made a promise to his father Israel that he would be personally responsible for Benjamin and that Israel could hold him accountable for his brother. We must be accountable to each other. Accountability keeps us tethered to one another as the people of God. We cannot be like Cain and refuse to be our brother's keeper. And we are going to try to squeeze one more little segment in of which we like to uh, do because we told the executive director of the Commonwealth Policy Center that we would do this. This is the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. A new bill in the Kentucky House of Representatives would put education freedom on the ballot this November. House Bill 208 proposes a constitutional amendment that would open the door for parents to have greater educational choices for their children. Critics argue that school choice would hurt public education, but proponents say that parents can better direct their child's education and that they should be supported. Many parents have been concerned by public schools that underperform academically and in some cases are pushing controversial curriculum, which isn't the purpose of public schools in the first place. If the amendment passes the state legislature, it would empower parents who couldn't otherwise afford private schools to send their children to schools that would better serve their needs and better aligns with their values and beliefs. Now, Kentucky voters will ultimately weigh in in the November election. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at cpc for kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that is the Commonwealth Minute. It is now time for us to take our little break, so don't touch at any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. A little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. 
CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountain Top Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Glad you could join us today. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, your host for this Bible study today, and we hope that you will be blessed as we are studying in the book of Revelation. And we always like to preface our study by saying that Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So a lot of people just think it's about future events or what's coming into the world, but it's really about Jesus, how that he's our Savior, he's triumphant, he is um, able to overcome uh, all the evil and and the uprising. So I want to be a servant of Jesus Christ, and I know that if I will follow him, He's never lost a battle, so I will never lose a battle. You may win, uh, you know, uh, some, uh, you may lose some every now and then, some things and struggles, but you'll never lose in the end because the Lord is triumphant. Well, uh, we want to uh, also mention, as we always do, that uh, Revelation is full of symbolism, uh, types and shadows and different things. Uh, Some things are clear of who it's connected with, who it's talking about. Some things are not. So uh, we will be uh, addressing that as we go through our study. We're actually in chapter number 18, and uh, we want to pick up in verse number 9 where we left off yesterday. And it says, And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously uh, with her shall bewail and uh, shall be well her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, exclamation point, for in one hour is thy judgment come, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth the merchandise any more. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all thion uh, wood and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon, and odors, and ointments, and frankincense, and wine, and oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and beasts, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and slaves, and souls of men. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty, 
and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. And I want to stop right there on verse 14. As we uh, begin our study today, I want to go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to bless us today as we study the word of the Lord in Revelation chapter 18. We're going to see the judgment uh, being brought upon this political economic system, all of its taken away, all of its influence, all of its uh, riches and honor is taken away in one hour. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to study your word. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we study your word, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, and that we'll all leave here with more knowledge than we came. And Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. One of the great uh, debates of the day and topics of the day is that of our U.S. economy and uh, talking about how the economy is suffering. Uh, prices are high. Uh, you know, um, it seems as if people are struggling just to put food on the table and pay their bills and they go to work every day. And it seems like the more you work, the more taxes are taken out, the more uh, the economy is is suffering. And um, we just look at that and we say, you know, uh, there, there's, we can see how this is all leading uh, to the end time. And uh, you could understand how that uh, when the Antichrist sets in with his economic uh, greatness, if you will, uh, his, his economy and political uh, savviness, that people are going to buy into it because they're going to see that he is he has got the kings in his rule, he's got people in his in his corner, he's got merchants, he's got uh, merchandise, he's got gold and silver. He's been living luxury, luxurious. All of those uh, that have been uh, used of him have been uh, used in such a way that uh, the luxuries of life uh, and and uh, honor, if you will, and all of this has been in abundance. But in one hour, all of that changes. That's how you know that when you look at the Lord's word, you understand uh, the devil may do some things and he may convince some people and he may uh, influence some people to do things. But there's coming a day when it all will end. Amen? It all will end. And the Lord is going to bring judgment upon not only, and we, we studied this uh, just the, over the past couple of studies, uh, brought judgment in on the false religion that was set up. And now he's bringing judgment in on the economic and political uh, system of the day. Now, when I look at this, I want to uh, kind of uh, go through a couple of things because I think it's important uh, that we uh, look at it and in, in, uh, try to break it down. So we want to go back to verse number nine. And uh, it begins to talk about the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her, the harlot, the, uh, the system, if you will, uh, shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, when they see the destruction, they see everything they had put all of their eggs in that basket. They had put all of their faith in that system. They had followed that uh, deceptive, uh, evil empire, if you will, and they had followed it. And now they see all of this destruction, smoke of her burning. And also, they stood afar off because they didn't want to get near. They was afraid what happened to this system, uh, you know, is going to happen to them. So they didn't want to get near that. You know, it's like if you was near a house burning down, you wouldn't want to get near that house because you'd be afraid that, that the house would either 
uh, fall on you or the heat from it would overtake you. Um, you don't want to get near something. If, if there was a gas leak and, and all of a sudden there was, I remember years ago, there was a place in West Virginia where the, uh, where the gas line broke the big one that feeds everything and it burned up a highway. So you wouldn't want to get near that because you don't know if there's going to be an explosion. You don't know if it's going to spread, uh, which direction the flame is going to be spewed in. So these, you can understand how these, uh, these merchants, these people who, who got their living and their prestige and their riches and all of that from this system, all of a sudden start distancing themselves from it. Now, I, I say this all the time. Everything's fine until something goes wrong. Everybody that's living evil, everybody that's living in the world, everybody that's living their own life and not worried about serving the Lord, everything's great till something happens, something goes wrong. That's the way these people were. In the end time, it's going to be the same way. They're all bought into the political system, the economic system, of the beast and, and mystery, uh, Babylon, the, the harlot and all of this, uh, you know, fornication, deception, um, evil. We can just call it an evil empire and all of it drew men in. But when things start falling apart, men withdrew from this situation. Notice what they said, standing afar off for the fear of her torment saying, alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, that mighty city with an exclamation point for in one hour is thy judgment come. They thought it would last forever. They didn't believe the Lord was coming back. They didn't believe they would be judgment poured out. They thought time would last forever. Just like a lot of people today. They think time's going to go on, that there'll never be judgment. There'll never be a time of heaven or hell. They just think that this is all just a Christian's crutch that we all lean on. But they're going to find out one day when all of this begins to be poured out, when judgment begins to happen, when all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and those that are wicked stand before the white throne judgment. It's not going to be fun and games then. It's not going to be how much money you have or how much influence you have, who you was connected with. It's all going to be whether you were a servant of Jesus Christ. And that's why I want to serve him today. That's why I urge you to serve him today. So we find that in one hour, one hour, all of this begins to uh, crumble. It begins to fall apart. It begins to uh, just simply, um, you know, go um, in the opposite direction of what all these merchants and men thought it would stick around forever and prosper them and prosper everybody else. Have you ever noticed how that even today there's people that connect with other countries for profit? to try to get more money, more riches, more honor, more connection. And then when things fall apart, uh, it, it bankrupts them. It, it takes them down with it. That's why these men thought, I'm just going to stand afar off because I don't want to be drawn in to what's happening to it. That system, I don't want to be drawn into that because destruction is happening. It's falling apart. So the kings and the merchants, uh, they mourn for the destruction of political Babylon, the government and business that was intertwined. Uh, this section is an exact description of trade as it existed in ancient Rome. Uh, one third of Rome's populations were slave and as many as 10,000 were auctioned in one day. So when it talks about uh, all of this, you know, the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her for no man buy their merchandise anymore. And then it's not just the merchandise. It's, it's the destruction that, uh, you know, John would see, uh, Rome, uh, that he would, he would understand the system of, uh, of Rome 
ancient Rome. And remember, uh, I really believe that this is going to be connected to Rome uh, because of the seven hills that uh, is connected. But uh, the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk. When you look at all that, you're, you're looking at the commerce, the trade. And even though it's mentioned in those terms, we all understand that in modern society, uh, it's going to be the the trade of, of our merchandise that makes our economy strong and and it's things that we have to buy on a daily basis it's things that you need uh you know it might be furniture it might be uh you know other things that that you need um automobiles you know it talks about uh chariots uh, of course it says uh, scarlet and all fine wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble. So, you know, uh, that can take in a lot of our construction stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of the steel uh, that America uses in its skyscrapers and other buildings comes from China or it comes from another country. Uh, very little is made right here in the U.S. anymore. Uh, why? Because the price is cheaper and uh, they can get it, uh, you know, uh, a, a better deal, if you will. And so uh, we can see how all of this uh, wood and, and brass and iron and marble uh, can, if it's destroyed and nobody can uh, buy and sell that anymore and the merchants are no longer able to get it, how that would affect affect the economy in such a big way. It wouldn't be just a little uh, price gouging. It would be like, sorry, we don't have that. We can't get that anymore. It's all untouchable. It's all unreachable. You see, when, when the Lord begins to bring judgment upon evil and upon the world, uh, it's going to make people realize uh, you you really can't do anything without the Lord. If it wasn't for the Lord's blessing upon you today, you you wouldn't have the house you live in, the car you drive, uh, the money you have to spend, no matter how little or how much it is. You wouldn't have any of that. It's only by the blessings of the Lord. So when people put their uh, you know future in the stock market, a lot of retirements. My retirement is in. Uh, the stock market, the company I work for, they do that so that they can make money with it and they lose money with it. So if the economy fails and the stock market crashes, then so does our, mine, yours, uh, mostly everybody has a retirement with any company. It would also crash, which means you would lose your entire retirement. Now, let me ask you a question. If you lost your retirement today, uh, say say you couldn't get no Social Security, you couldn't get no retirement, you couldn't get any supplements, how would you live? You say, well, I'd do something. Well, what are you going to buy? If you go to the store and the and the shelves are empty and and there's no, um, you know, food there's you can't well what are you going to do if you don't have a home and you need to buy a home or build a home you ain't got no money and then you if you did have money you go to the uh, lowe's and try to buy material and there's no material this is something to look at when all of the political and business system in one hour comes to nothing it is brought down to nothing and look what else it talks about. Cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil, fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses. And, of course, we don't have chariots today, but we have automobiles. You know, automobiles come across the water uh, from other countries and different things. So uh, we can see how uh, that would be included. And look what it says. Slaves, well, we don't have slaves today, but we understand that a lot of the workforce comes from a certain area. Uh, 
think about that. And souls, this is, this is the part that really uh, begins to, uh, I guess, get us thinking. Um, the souls of men, this deception brought in people which have souls. Now this deception is destroyed. This system is destroyed. So there's no more bringing in because everybody's watching it burn to the ground. Everybody's watching it fall to nothing. Everybody's watching it come to uh, uh, ground level, if you will. What used to be mighty, what used to be so enticing, luxurious, um, delicious uh, is what uh, some translations talk about. Um what was so great at one time, all of a sudden now men are suffering. They watch their retirements fall. They watch their business fail. They watch everything they had placed their hopes in come to nothing. Now, when I look at that and I see that, I see that there is a... Um, a uh, thing that all of us must understand. Don't place your faith in man. Don't place your faith in the system, the political system. I know we're coming up on an election year here in the U.S. Don't put your faith in the political system. Oh, if we can just get this person in, life will be better. If we can just get that person in, oh, it's going to be great. Um, understand, our faith is in the Lord. He's our king. And when we talk about kings, of course, we don't have a king in the U.S. We have a president. So we can look at the Lord and say, he's my king. He's my ruler. He's my president. The Lord is everything that I need. So don't get caught up in the political system. I know Christians that are so political that they'll get mad at you if you talk about politics to them and you don't talk about their uh, they're leaning in a in a favorable way. Uh, they get mad at you. But don't get caught up in politics. That's what this whole system is about. It's about the destruction of political, economical, religious Babylon. That's That's what this is all about. So if we get wrapped up in that, if we get wrapped up in all of this political system and all of this uh, economic system and all of this, uh, you know, uh, religious, economic and political all intertwined together, if we get wrapped up in that, you know, I've heard people say, oh, well, that politician talks about the Lord. That politician mentions God. Don't be drawn in by all of that. People that want things from other people say what other people want to hear, right? Go to church and hear the truth. You won't always hear what you want to hear. You won't always be pleased with what is preached, but it will be truth. And number one, follow Jesus. Well, uh, we see also that it says, in the fruits that thy soul lusted after it, are departed from thee and all things which are dainty and goodly are departed from thee and thou shalt find them no more at all. And I want to stop right there because we'll pick up on verse 15 tomorrow. But uh, isn't it amazing how that uh, the Bible lays all of this out this is how it's going to be. People are going to be bought into false religion. They're going to be bought into a political system that cannot sustain itself. And they're going to be bought into an economic system that can't sustain itself and a political system that cannot continue in the evil and luxury and all the things that it was doing. So with all of that system, you got to remember the Antichrist, the beast, the harlot, all of this um, uh, false, uh, I call it a facade. You know what a facade is, right? It's like if you look at a building and it'll have a nice front, but then you go in and it's like just boards. That's a facade 
A facade is something that makes something simple look luxurious. That's what is going on with this political, economic, and religious system. It looks so great. It's got a facade of being, this is where we need to invest. This is what we need to follow. This is the answer to all of our problems. And then in one hour, it all falls apart. I want to close with that, and I want to uh, go to the Lord in prayer. And let's just ask the Lord to help us to keep our eyes open, that we can see when things are false, when things are, um, you know, um, kind of deceptive, misleading, misguiding, whether it's people, politics, economy. Yeah, we're not to get involved in all of that, but we are to notice this is why. When you look at Revelation, this is why we can't get wrapped up in a one-world religion, a one-world economy, and a one-world political system. Because the Lord's going to bring it all down to nothing in one hour. Follow Jesus. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you. We thank you for the study today. I pray, Lord, that we have expounded it fully, rightly divided the word of truth. If we have not and we misrepresent or uh, misquoted anything, forgive us, Lord, and help us to speak truth because that's what we want to tell the people. Lord, we want your word to go forth with understanding. And, Lord, I pray that you would bless us to keep our eyes open and in all of the deceptiveness of our day and it's even going to be worse once the church is gone and once all of the chaos happens and the judgments are being poured out Lord help us to keep our focus on you for it's all in the mighty name of Jesus I ask God hope you've enjoyed the broadcast today. I've enjoyed bringing it to you. The book of Revelation, Revelation of Jesus Christ, is a great understanding that doesn't matter how high people get on the ladder, doesn't matter how big an economy gets, doesn't matter how big or powerful a political system is, or doesn't matter how powerful uh, a religious system is. Now, there's a big difference in true religion and a religious system. We have a lot of religion in the world today, but we need to know truth. And uh, that's why we can't get wrapped up. People say, oh, this is a, a great thing. There's so many people goes here. I know uh, just locally, uh, there's, there's a church that everybody's just mesmerized with. And uh, when you talk to them, well, what do you do? Well, we go and listen to singing, and and then uh, you know they they give an encouragement word, and and then we leave, and uh, and they do it all under the name of religion. So it's not going to be like the devil's going to show up with a pitchfork and uh, you know a red jumpsuit and horns. Uh, the devil's going to come as as sheep. He's going to come as uh, deceptive. Oh, this is what you need to follow. This is what you need to buy into. This is what you need to do. Don't get wrapped up in politics, the economy, or any false religious system. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's what we want you to do. We hope you will do that because we know if you'll do that, then you will be okay. Look at somebody and say, you'll be okay if you keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep following him. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running. And our trivia question for today is simply this. Who appointed Zedekiah as ruler over Judah? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Everybody have a great day because we got to get OUT up here.
Pastor McKinney, and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.